0: All right, guys, welcome to the Frame and Focus podcast. Uh, we are here with Andrew and Vanessa today. This is episode number five. Um, we'll kick it off today uh, with Andrew. If you wanna give us like a little bit of your, uh, it's a broad question, but just like a background on how you got started in this whole world and how you became a DP and, and uh, what got you started in film.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to college in Ohio and, and studied you know, kind of like broadcast communications, and then but we fell in with some people who were making short films a ton, um, got hooked on that, met some people, got an internship at Panavision in L.A. So as soon as I graduated, just moved to L.A., worked at Panavision. Um, from there, just met camera people and then started working freelance. And that was kind of it. I started as a film loader, just worked my way up, doing it a lot of music videos a lot of commercials second AC first AC it was kind of there right at the sweet spot of like the digital transition which is a great time to like enter the industry because there was all these guys who were like I don't want to touch this stuff and you're like the young cat you're like yeah it's so yeah, easy yeah, it's not that bad. let me show you and then you it's an easy way in you know yeah that's right. Um, so it's cool and then and then just I don't know how does one become a DP just say yeah. you're a DP I guess <laughs> and then you start doing the thing. Um, but that's, just, yeah, pretty much it. And it's been a crazy road. So Okay.
0: Um, what was that transition like from, from film to digital? Was that, I mean, was that something that you, I guess, were used to? Or like, yeah, I don't know. What, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Like when I went to college, I was going to go into the film program. And then the guys that I met, like in pre-college, they were like, you should, look at the telecommunications program. There's a video production tracked there. And, you know, like video is the future, right? They were like pitching that pretty hard. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I like, you know, talked to some people in the film program. They're like, well, we we only make like one film a year. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, what goes on over here? It's like, well, we do TV shows. We do live to tape. We do sports. We do broadcast uh, news and we do short films. It's like, well, there's a lot more stuff going on over here. So I'll do this. And then I just happened to be there when like the DVX-100B came out, which is like the first 24 frame digital camera just shot to a little tape, but it was 24 frames progressive. And then the Canon XL2 came out it was the first native 16 by nine sensor. And so like that kind of changed the game. In terms of like making a short film look like a movie on video,
2: let me ask you this: How old are you? Because you look like twenty five, twenty seven.
1: <laughs> I, I am definitely showing my age uh, with the DVX reference. Uh, I'm thirty eight. So, thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. Good. But what do you eat? What do you? Um, lots that, of carbs. Actually, we we're just talking about that before. So, yeah, yeah uh, man, you look young. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. It's uh, I don't know. Puerto Rican jeans. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. your background is Puerto Rican? I'm Italian and Puerto
2: Rican, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you speak Spanish and Italian? Uh, no, not at all. Come uh, no, on. Nothing.
0: Me neither. Yeah, it's just all gibberish. Italian
1: jeans to you? Yeah. I
3: can't say anything, so. <laughs> Buongiorno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all I
0: know. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, yeah. so I was, at, I was at Panavision, and I remember, you know, we were prepping always film cameras, always film cameras, and then... I was there when you know like the grass valley viper was like a thing um and the first genesis camera panavision genesis was a thing like i was there when that came out Um, so kind of to be there on the rental house side when that stuff became like super popular was super interesting because everyone was still just figuring it out Mm -hmm. you know even the people at panavision they didn't really know what the tech was capable of yeah and like steve yedlin was coming in and, like, writing his own LUTs. He was, like, the first person I ever saw, like, doing that manipulation. He's like, check this out. He's, like, on his computer. I'm like, I don't understand what you're doing. No one else does either. And until years later, like, obviously, he's the master. But it was cool to be there kind of at the ground level of a lot of that stuff. Wow. So
2: you started at what age specifically? Like, 20? Panavision?
1: I mean, I was 21, I think. Wow.
2: That's amazing because mm-hmm. you know, for some people, they realize what they like until like past their thirties or something. That happens to me.
0: Yeah, it was. I, I was I, the same same boat. I was playing music forever, and then yeah. hey, I was like, oh, cameras are cool too. Yeah, so like, <laughs> for real. I can actually make money doing this. This is cool. Yeah, so it's
2: uh. So it, I think it's great to uh to know from a young age what you like to do, right? I think it's uh, it's uh, I think that. You have the experience of, of, like you said, multiple developments in the industry. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's a great insight, for sure.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Like, when we when I was in college, I was directing the 12 o'clock news because our, our school was the PBS affiliate. Mm-hmm. So, I was, like, directing the news as a senior, which was, like, super <laughs> fun. Great. You know yeah, what I mean? Awesome. And like, a really cool experience that I don't ever want to do again, but, like, that's it was cool, cool to have done it yeah. and know that's what cool. that's like. So... That's Good awesome. opportunities. Do you
0: shoot film at all now? Is
1: that a. Uh, we shot some 16 a couple of weeks ago for like a little spec. Cool. For a buddy. I mean, I love film. I'll shoot film anytime. It's just, it's pricey, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. You have to really like sell the idea and commit to doing the thing, you yeah. know? How is the process of post production on film?
2: Because I, I have a friend of mine, David Wells. He just mm-hmm. shot a music video. What? Yeah, I think it was a music video. Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing that. They right. just got a Nari flex mm-hmm. with the film and everything.
1: I mean, the process is is longer, I think. I uh, mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, you don't just get to download and see your footage right away, yeah, right? Yeah. You can it up, you send it off, because we don't have any processing here, exactly. so you have to yeah. put it in the mail. And then they process it and scan it, and then they send you the files back. So it's probably, like, a, a week turnaround, unless yeah. you're, like, a big show, and you can get it in two probably. or three days. Yeah. But what is, what do you how could you explain the magic of
2: filming in film? Like, uh, like there are no options of delete any footage or any clip that you just got. What is the magic of?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to put your finger on it. Like it's organic. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Like it's an actual organic material that you're like exposing to light. Right. So right away, there's like a different feeling in the footage because it's photoreactive in a way that like a digital sensor really isn't um it's kind of hard to like put your finger on like what that really is but when you see it you You kind of know it it. right yeah i think it's the same experience with photography right it's like absolutely
2: you enjoy the process of being in the how you call it the black room the dark Dark room yeah. room, Yeah. yeah So, yeah, I think the process is different and, and, you know, it's more immersed, I believe, for this. Industry. Totally.
1: And I, mean, I think, yeah. like, there's also, like, a reverence on set when you're shooting film. Yeah. So you're like, hey, we only have this much we only
0: yeah. have this much better everyone better right? you know, hit their cues yeah, yeah. be on That's your true. A game let's <laughs> rehearse
1: rehearse rehearse okay now we shoot right yeah. and then we're only using as much film as we yeah. need to use I, yeah. mean, I think
0: that same thing goes for stills too because it's like you know if you run around with a stills card and it's like you can shoot for forever yeah. and then if it's bad you know you can pull out a card throw in a new one but yeah. with uh, with film yeah it's, it's the same thing you gotta be more uh Precise, I guess, with yeah. what
2: you're shooting. I um, think that's that's the, that's another aspect of the way it's different to, to the digital war is that everyone has to be in their A, A game because there's no film
1: to. Yeah, sure. I mean, waste, it's.
2: I guess. It's,
1: it, yeah, I and mean, then when you do waste it, you I feel bad, just, right? It's, it's out of focus. Things, yeah. It's like, oh, shoot. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was an expensive take that's out of focus. But I mean, it's funny because when we shot film all the time, no one thought about it like that like we would do a commercial like 50, 60 takes Damn, really? in film and you're just like "What? can we move on like <laughs> you know but like they don't care I how much film it. they're shooting like yeah. you know they're just shooting yeah. to shoot
2: what about you She's... Vanessa have you had the experience in film
4: well, have I had what experience in film? like
2: photography um, film I photography first, or so
4: I was self-taught with um, a Super 8 camera when I first started like well not when I first started but Maybe like four years into like my path, a um, uh, link later at the time, he's been my mentor since I moved to Austin for like a yeah. I, I don't. I'm like I'm going in the I'm, I'm starting in the middle I guess of my story, but yeah. um, <laughs> he told me yeah you should get this Super 8 camera. Um, at the time I had like I was going to Cuba with um and my friend was like oh you should. I bought like a small little one, which is a thing like a five fourteen um, XL. And that was my favorite uh, film camera forever. And then I, um, and then Link or Rick was like, you should buy this one. And I ended up getting the 1014 um, XLS, and that's the one I still use today. Love it so much. But even shooting on Super 8 for me was like such a, like you said, like it's such a conservative way of thinking because mm-hmm, you totally, don't have yeah. much time. And you only have like so many takes. And then shooting on 16, same thing. Like whenever I shoot 16, I'm. I, I know exactly what I want. I don't even like clapping because I'm like, why even like, I don't yeah, know, I like syncing the sound because yeah, gonna <laughs> take, if you add up those five seconds, like yeah. use that for a whole different take after a while. So why even do that? Like I can sync sound just by like, use, you know, reading lips, which I'm so used to anyways. Yeah. Um, and I prefer the colors. Like I was so, we'll talk about it soon, but I was mm-hmm. like hearing you talk about film, I'm like, well, damn it. Should I have pushed the, the you know, our whole thing into into I mean, 16, but
1: it's a. It, we essentially um, yeah. got as close as we could without actually doing it. Yeah, and that's you know? actually
4: when I shoot digital. I I only want it to look like film. I hate digital.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So if I'm like going to make it look like film, I mean, unless like I can't control like my commercial work or anything like that. They all everyone loves digital, but um, I don't like digital. What's
3: yeah. yeah. so
0: cool? I I noticed on your website that you have the like a whole Super 8 reel. Yeah, and. I don't know, maybe I'm just out of the loop, but I don't know if I've really seen that before. So I thought that was super cool, and all the images and frames are beautiful. So that's
4: a great job. That's so cool. It was kind of, I mean, I kind of just realized that, like, not many people were shooting on Super 8 as much. um, Now I hope, like, I I want more people to be shooting on Super 8 (laughs) so that, like, Kodak can keep making good um, Super 8 rolls. Because there was a point in time where, uh, during the pandemic, I was... um, realizing that the Super 8 was getting stuck on my on my camera. So I called Kodak and I was like, what's going on? And they were like, oh, we're only testing it on the eight fourteen. Like I found out like what was happening and apparently the person that was making it was like saying that the A14 was the only camera that they were testing to make it sure it would move. And I was like, that's the worst way of testing a camera because there's other, like the grooves and the rotating thing that like hook this and move on the Super 8. Are all different, and some of them are softer. So if you have like, you know, some of them are really tough, so they can advance the camera. But like a bower for instance, is a really soft Super 8. So then, yeah, it was funny. I was like, I guess I had to help in that sense. But I didn't get any free film out of it. But (laughs) they they replaced some of my Super 8 rolls. Then I was Uh, like, you guys, I wasted like good three or four films. uh, You know, because they wouldn't advance. You needed like a really strong. Like it wasn't. It was just too tightly wound. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, that's the
1: other thing about film is it's me- it's mechanical. The cameras are mechanical, yeah. right? So like if something's wrong, it's like okay, tighten a screw. <laughs> yeah. This thing needs oil or lube lubrication here, or like whatever. Yeah. And then you then you keep shooting. Like if a digital camera has a problem, you're like, oh, send this back to Japan, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. somebody's got to open it up and diagnose yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Call like fast. yeah, yeah, it's something that like you know we went to Alaska and I worked on a movie in Alaska and we were up there. Had Panavision film cameras, and like wow. the we had to prep them for cold, right? So the lenses get a certain type of grease, cold weather grease, it's so easy. that they don't freeze. And the cameras have to have their their tents and their blimps and uh, like the heating cables and everything. And uh, we're having a problem with the eyepiece, it was <clears throat> the eyepiece in the Panavision camera can, like, when you go from the short eyepiece to the long eyepiece, you actually have to rotate the image because of the out the visual elements that are in the eyepiece mm. and it was getting stuck like 90 degrees. Oh my. I don't know. Right? And so I called Panavision, and they just walked me through it and like, okay, take this apart, do this, bang bang bang. Cool. This is a little spring, make sure that's in the spot. Cool. <laughs> Put it back together. Done. Like fixed. Worked. No problem. Oh, so it's like that kind of stuff you can't do anymore. your handyman all of a sudden yeah I mean you definitely like the amount of times i like taking stuff apart in a hotel room you're like oh my oh, god shit. can this go back together I hope
2: so <laughs> do you usually have like a plan B like if it's yeah, the only film camera and
1: yeah breaks? I mean you have to have a backup body that's the thing is like on any film set or movie you always have a backup body hmm. because you can't it's so expensive if you're camera goes down even on a, a digital show like on a tv show we always have usually a third body mm-hmm. sometimes it's like dedicated to steady or dedicated to a ronin but there's a third body and only two yeah. cameras work all the time right so if there's a problem with one you, you can just swap you can it, swap out, swap it out and keep going yeah because so you're like i don't know it's five thousand dollars a minute sometimes like yeah, on those nuts. days those big days you know so yeah. you can't really waste time that so is so crazy
0: I guess, Vanessa, do you want to... We kind of got a little bit of your middle. you want to start from the beginning and tell us how you kind of sure. got started with, with everything? And
4: um, all right. right well, <laughs> um, I... Should I start with school? Sure. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Um, I was a bio-French major in USF in San Francisco. Okay. Hated biology. It was, like, my whole family is, like, they're all doctors, and I was the weird one and realized <laughs> that I was, like, super depressed and did not want to finish. Um, and I was, like... Um, I think I was writing my best friend's senior thesis like screenplay because he was going to Santa Clara University, and I was—I I think it, like that's when it sort of hit me. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm writing someone else's homework, and I'm like super passionate about their homework. Um, <laughs> and I, th- and I was so obsessed with um, like all of Linklater's work at the time. Like anything that like he w- would recommend, I would watch, and um, I was almost like psychically communicating in that way, where we'd be like, oh, he put this, I forgot, it was some like car movie. And I was like, of course, Rick wrote about this movie. Like I'm watching it now and I love it. Or like a really random French movie like La Maman, La Vuitton, like he loved. And there was so many like films like that where I was like, okay, maybe I should like look up where Detour Films is. And I did, and I called them, and they were like, nobody ever calls us, like, how do you get this number? And I didn't even want to, I think I like looked it up through the Criterion, like, uh, not Criterion, uh, IMDB Pro or something like that. Like I had like, their their number was there. So I um, found out about their internship, (laughs) and then uh, planned to switch my major. I just finished with a French degree. I was like, I'm not gonna pursue Medicine whatsoever, like sorry family, and um, I like I wrote to them, wrote them a letter, and then um, once I graduated, I got a call back from them, and they wanted to interview me for this for like an internship in um, in Texas. Which was funny because I never thought I'd be in Texas. So I was like, okay, well everything fits in my car because I was living in a closet, like underneath the stairs, kind of like Harry Potter. <laughs> which was so, it was so expensive to live in San Francisco that I told my roommates at the time, like guys, like I have to live in the closet. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this anymore. So I was living in the closet um, for a while, and then um, but everything fit in my car. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm moving to Cal or to Texas, um, and I had like maybe three months before like the internship kind of would start so I was like maybe I'll just live in LA for a little bit before that so I moved to LA for a while I was like living on my friends' couches Um, did all sorts of weird odd jobs because I like wanted to buy a DSLR like Canon Mark II so I'm not sure if you guys remember TaskRabbit but I was I I did TaskRabbit and I would just like look at the list of things like day. like someone would be like you know, like pass flyers for Twitter, like seventy bucks be like, cool, easy. <laughs> and another one would be like, Take care of my infant child and I was like, I've never done this before but we're gonna try to <laughs>
0: oh, <nice. laughs> no, I,
4: I only had two <laughs> weeks.
0: I, a hard pass on that one.
4: I only had two weeks, so like every single job was like the most ridiculous thing. Like one day they'd be like looking for somebody to like work at a baker's shop and like help us baking. I'm like that was the hardest one actually because they could tell right away I was like yeah no experience, here.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, but it was so fun and I would just like kind of and finally I like you know got my money to get my can or my Canon. so I was like in L.A. having like the weirdest time and then finally they're like oh yeah we want to interview you like come to um, come to Texas so I was like okay by L.A. was there for three months that was crazy and then drove here and then moved to Texas got the interview or landed the interview like started the internship um very rough 2 or 3 years of like PAing and doing the internship um also directing music videos right from the beginning cuz of that camera that I got like immediately when I I'm, I think I'm like I like left my keys at this guy's house i forgot what happened but he was like he had this weird name like cosmo or something like that and he like, <laughs> and he like wanted to plant an agave plant so i said yeah sure it sounds great And i left my my key at his house and then went straight to work and realized i had to meet him back at this place but i didn't want to go to his house So i was like how about we meet at this bar and i met in that bar i met like all of these people that worked in music that i really liked and then that's when it, the music video started happening so it was like the fastest introduction to Austin in a way, because it all happened so quickly. And then with Linklater's um, first like, I think he was, uh, been, or he was starting this movie that was like a sequel to Days and Confused mm. at the time. So he was, my assignment was to find um, and help like with extras to take pictures of every single person in town that kind of looked like they could fall into wow. that movie to the,
3: to the and I
4: had no like <laughs> I didn't care who I, I, didn't, I wasn't like afraid to ask anybody so like I would ask like you know you know people that I would thought were perfect for the film and some of them were like musicians that I now like am friends and work with but back in the day wasn't like it was, I just, like, would show up to someone and be like, can I take a picture? I think you'd be great for this film. And then I think that because I was asking everybody in town, I would just force myself to go out and, like, meet all these different people. I think that helped, in a way, like, establish, like – or, like, learn who was who in the community really, yeah. really quickly. Um, and then, yeah, so that was, like, 2014. So flash forward to now um, – well, yeah, I'm skipping, like, a whole entire chapter. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, like, I started doing, like, a lot of music videos for all of Austin's local bands um,
2: to do the you, point where... Do you enjoy doing music videos? It's, it's...
4: That's a little complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I'm a masochist, though. I mean, they're very hard to do. And sometimes, at this point now, like, music videos are, like, definitely my passion. But, um, and I love making them. But others, like, there's a, there's a... I have to, like, draw the line now with how many I make because they can really, like, take so much out of me, mm. in a way. And, um, it some, can
3: suck
0: up so much time, too. They take it's all time. It's just, like, time, it's so much time. So much time.
4: You're not... The industry itself is what I... I love making music videos. I don't like the industry of making music videos, if that's easier to answer. Like, I love also. making music videos. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just like the... It's just, it's just not a sustainable like For sure. place you know so like that was one thing is that like i was like killing myself to make so many music videos like a year and at some point i was like okay well like it's so it's so natural to me i'm like kind of like a surreal storyteller but at the same time you know like how to tell a story in three minutes that's the same thing as kind of a commercial in a way like i can I remember being like, I remember people would be like, "Oh, Vanessa, she's such a great music video director," and I hated hearing that because I was like, "Well, I'm a director. I wouldn't I just say like a music too, video director." Mm. Like it was hard, really hard to break in. To it took me, you know, I was 24 when I first moved to Austin, and I think it took me uh, 10 years almost, or like maybe like nine years to finally be seen as a director who could take on a commercial. A yeah. So then my commercial work started like maybe three years ago, which is really cool. I actually owe that to my great uh, friend, Hannah Barnell, because she was the one that was like, she was also, she, she finally broke through too. I mean, it takes a lot for women to break into a commercial world, especially in Texas, but um, she got a, a commercial and she got, she was getting a lot of commercials and she's like, you know what? I feel like this one's not really me. Like you should do this one. And I was living, I was like traveling in Europe so broke at the time and like thinking like, how many music videos could I make just to get a plane ticket home for like Spanish bands? Because like, maybe I'll do that. And then and then I was like, fuck, that's not even possible. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Cause I a lot of complications that happened in Europe and I was realizing very quickly that I was gonna be so broke. And then finally, she, like hannah offers me this commercial i was like i don't know if i'm gonna get it like i have to prove so much blah 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 but no the company was like actually we'll fly you out back home if you can do this like you know willie it was for willie nelson's like lucktober festival so it was like a music fest music related commercial too awesome so i was like
0: that's a good like cross blend yeah it was perfect
4: but it was also hard like the budget was like only 60k and we had like over like 100 people on a call sheet of just like oh, cast God. members and everything. Wow. So I was like, oh, low budget music video, 60K is like $600,000 to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like.
0: And then you I, see it start to go away, like, oh, this, yeah. this guy's taking this. And well, this, and just- it
4: was actually, I think we stretched it out to be like pretty good for what we had. We had nothing, but anything that, also the community of Austin is so supportive, I mm. think. So that is the best part of everything like people are there to help no matter what and it's amazing um so that was like kind of the very first one that helped me get like more commercial stuff and then certain cinematographers um out of philly would see like music i made this music video for the black angels and he really loved it and he reached out to me he was like i really want to work with you and then set me up with this amazing company in philadelphia that like i love working with they're called all ages productions and they're like yeah, we started making commercials this year, and I, I think that like it's kind of been snowballing in a way where now I'm finally doing commercials. That's
2: so. awesome. It
4: sustains the art in a way. So <laughs> I, I think people don't understand how important commercials are to music videos because I have never really walked away with um, any money off of a music video. I used I used to be a production designer just so I could pay my own bills because mm. that was the only way to like um, survive in a way. So have
0: you found a i guess a passion for the commercial world or is it more of like a necessity to fulfill you know your artistic lust i guess over um, other music videos and stuff i wouldn't
4: say i'm where i'm at with commercials yet like i feel like it's so hard to prove to people that you can do anything on in a commercial like, you almost have to you have to like shoot the commercial in a different way to show them hey look you want this commercial look i've shot it already but in a different way, and now I can do yours. So like, yeah. that's the hard part with commercial work because I like my dream is to do like really cool, like almost like avant-garde, like crazy commercial Like I love the company. Um, oh my gosh, what are they call Canada Films, mm. and they're like every commercial that you see from them like feels like it yeah. has a heavy production design. It's so surreal and it keeps you super engaged. And I would love like that would be like my. Ultimate yeah. dream is to be like creating, you know, content that feels like surreal and fun and almost feels like you're. Like it's a memorable piece, yeah. As as, as well as a commercial,
2: and it's, it's different. You yeah, know? I, but I that's think also, Canada, those are
4: really hard to get into. Like yeah. that's like, you know, especially like the roster niche. is like one woman on the roster, I think, and everyone else a guy. So it's like that's that will take a long time if I ever wanted to break into that world. And if anything, maybe doing that is like okay, fine, spec work, like if I have the money for that one day, like save a, you know, which hurts to say, like saving 10 grand for a spec commercial, what? (laughs) You know, or even more than that, that's crazy. So I think at this point, I don't really care. As I love commercials because they pay my bills. They allow me to like, you know, live a sustainable life and I can create whatever I want and move into like narrative and um, keep making music videos for bands that I love. But I'm like Robin Hood in that sense, where I'm like, okay, cool, I'll I'll take half of that money for a music video or half of that money for um, a narrative piece instead.
0: Have you done much in the narrative world?
4: Um, I have like a pet... Feature that I buried alive.
0: Cool, that's
4: <laughs> exciting. No one will ever know about it. <laughs> uh, Until
0: now, I have the whole world <laughs> yeah, Tell man. us no, more. No, <laughs> it
4: was so it was so silly. It was like a, I didn't know idea what I was doing, and I was like, I again, like I moved to Austin, and was like, I want to create. I'm gonna just never stop creating. I'm just gonna create like every day. So I decided to create this feature <laughs> that. Uh, it, like I, I, it's sad because it's still hard, sitting in a hard drive. Like there's a version of it out, but it's not really like the real version. I took out so much of it. Um, it's like a stoner comedy about like these kids that um, lose. They all work at this park, and then the like, owner of the park dies, and then they like do a bunch of drugs and like lose themselves, and it, it really like. I mean, yeah, it's like. It was almost like an acid comedy versus okay. a, a stoner comedy because I, I remember like reading the screenplay on acid and like trying to fix it. On acid. What? <laughs> so, I don't know if right. I'm allowed to say all of these things, but I have no filter. So, like, you'll always get these kind of stories out of me once. Well, we are
2: gonna put the
3: link <laughs> right <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <laughs> no.
4: It's one of those things that I'm like, maybe I'll recreate that one day or like I'll finish it and then never, and I'll pretend I'll put it under someone else's name. I was thinking of putting it under, no, no, I was going to, my pseudonym, but it's like I have this little boy um, pseudonym that I love, and I'm like, that was directed by him, and that's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) A little Harry Potter boy, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, I hear you down the music industry. I had my first share of music videos in New York. Um... I started doing photography but then slowly I, I started jumping into video um, and I did my wedding videos wedding films and then jump into music videos just because it's it's uh you can come up with the with a new concept depending on the song and the mood and the vibe and everything and you can do like a three-minute short film just based in the in the song you know it's uh mm-hmm. it's very entertaining it's kind of you have that creative freedom to you know just create uh but like you said it's uh there's financially not rewarding you know
3: <laughs> yeah you just I think have you, fun
4: you know i don't I, I kind of taught me to not look at music videos as like a monetary gain like i was doing it yeah. like for like Oh, I love this band, and I love what we're doing. Like, let's not even think about money as a, a part of the equation. Yeah, like this is nothing <laughs> to do with it, and that, in a weird way, is makes it really pure in yeah. a way where you're like, I mean, I would love to get. I'm sure. I think about this for for other directors and other um, crew members who devote so much of their time to making like like the weekend's music video, and they get like from what I've heard, like I've heard it from like the source of the people that made it where they're like oh yeah we only made we only had we had like 40k to make that music video but then you go on youtube and it's like millions of viewers and then you're like wait who's making money off of this like you know like the label the label didn't do anything the label fronted everybody money and not even enough money and everyone broke their back just to make that happen so it's almost like this weird um like i think that the label i think labels are making it harder for me to like It's like almost like I love it so much, but the one person that, like, or the one thing that makes it harder are labels and um, managers for sure, because they're so detached from the artist.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, And sometimes even the artists themselves who, like, are so entitled in a way, because they're, like, not aware that, like, if you're getting a music video, it's a gift. Like, everyone's donating so much of their time. Nobody's getting paid the amount of money that they are worth. So there's this, like, level of gratitude now that, like, I have to receive. And from the very beginning from an artist, otherwise I'm like red flag, this person's abusive and they're yeah. super entitled and they don't deserve what we're giving them.
1: It's interesting. Like the, a lot of the music videos that I came up working on they they were more commercial like than they were music videos. Like the stuff that you direct is so different because you have a lot of freedom with the smaller bands. But like I was doing like Justin Bieber, music videos. And it's like, Okay, it's him performing in an alley. It's him performing on the stage. It's him performing in the, you know, whatever, the aisle. And then it's a couple of shots here, a couple of shots here, and, like, that's it. Okay, and then next week we go do something else. It's like Chris Brown. It's like, okay, it's him performing over here, him performing over here, him performing over here, and a couple of shots, and, like, that's the day. It's a, so cut and paste, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's
4: like easier in a way because you're not really, like, but that, in a weird way, like, the level of creativity is, It's it's different. It's different. Yeah. But at the same time, I will say there are amazing music videos from artists that, like, have, like, Harry Styles, is that his name? Yeah, Harry Styles has a great one. Um, My friend shot that one, and I love, and, like, Lana Del Rey has really cool ones and that he shot. Like, I have a friend that shoots a lot of, like, bigger. He did the Meg Stallion one where she's, like... um, Where she, he had to get like strapped to her camera, and she's like twerking, and he's literally attached to the twerk. (laughs) It's the most, it's most, it's the best video I've ever seen of anyone just like because the camera and him are like strapped to her butt, and she's twerking.
0: (laughs) I want to see the behind the
3: scenes.
4: uh, I highly recommend just to look at it. I think he made, I I think it made him famous. To be honest, his name is Mm. Ripley. He's so funny, but. yeah like some of those can be really really creative but i think maybe at that point one the artist is cool and two like there's um so much support and it is a commercial where it's like oh yeah like we want you to do the best you can do here's like you know two hundred thousand for your music video which is a reality that does happen you know Mm it's mind-blowing for me because i'm like oh wow we did that all for like 5k (laughs) so you know that's how much like like i'm sure lana Rey's like makeup costs for one day
1: It's probably more.
4: Yeah, probably more. It's probably more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: That's that's the sad thing is it's
2: definitely more. I
4: know.
2: Yes. Yeah. Have you guys watched the latest music video from Jungle Mm -hmm. back back in 74? Oh, I recommend it. What
4: is is it called? Jungle,
2: Jungle, the band, and uh-huh. back in back in '74.
1: That's right. the name of the song. That's the name of the song. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Check you guys, out. cut cut that in right now.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: It'll take you five minutes. We're gonna
1: we'll to watch run. it, and then we'll yeah. come back and dissect.
2: It. Yeah, it's one of those videos <laughs> that you you watch it once, and you you can't stop rewatching it and rewatching it. Oh, it's wow. more like a choreography kind of thing, but nice. there's lighting and camera movement involved. Yeah. It's
1: so good. That's
4: mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah,
1: I mean, there are there are those like just such stand out. Music videos. Now, of course, I'm not gonna remember the name, the director. I would have to look it up, but like his music videos are always like so intense, and like there's one of like it's like following these kids as they're like running around causing chaos in the city. And then they, like, beat up the cameraman at the end of it.
3: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's
1: just so good. Like, super high,
3: Aww.
1: like, production value, but, like, very gritty at the same time, you know? Yeah. Like, this cost a lot, or maybe it didn't. It's hard to tell, yeah. but, like, yeah. it, they are very much, like, their own art pieces almost apart from the song, but that yeah. fit so well, you know?
4: That's so fun. Yeah, I feel like music videos will always be part of my life. I mean, that's kind of how I started. So I see myself, like, I'm just limiting myself to I have to start saying no even if I like the band at this mm. point is because of how um they require so much time and so yeah. much um, yeah. energy
1: this yeah. was you know this was my first music video what funeral was that was that I first? shot yeah I've never <laughs> shot one before
4: but you've been in, like, well, you've been worked on so many. Yeah,
1: I've worked on so many. It's but a focus puller point? and a second AC. Well, yeah, this is my first one as a DP.
4: That doesn't mean that, that this isn't our last one for sure. No, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the first
1: one. I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> apply that either. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's just yeah. my no. first one. It's, I've, I've never incredible. done it before.
4: Well, you did That's a really good, good job. At well, thanks. Doing it. I'm so happy. I'm happy that we got to work on this one. This one actually is the reason why I say now I'm like, ooh, okay, now that they're, like, I want to feel this way about a music video every time I make one. Yeah. So it's yeah, really, this is the goal. I know, right? Like <laughs> you want to
1: feel this good about yeah. like, the thing at the
4: end yeah. of the day. So totally. Can
0: you, can you
2: talk more about that one? Can we jump into
0: that? Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's a good transition into the actual piece. So yeah, you yeah. want to chat about like kind of the idea and the yeah, concept how, with the actual piece. And how we got
2: yeah. to your table, like like how did how did
4: it work? Okay, yeah. so Telenovela is a band I've been working with. I've done their. I did their first entire album, Merlin Bell, on Super 8 during the pandemic, and you
0: shot all the songs.
4: All the, or not all of songs. I Jeez. think I did like five or something like okay. that. But, She's um, stuff <laughs> a lot. Lot. We went through like five or six or like I had so many super eight cameras breaking in the middle of this like summers and i was just like i hate this but i love you guys i hope i get another <laughs> camera and at some point and my best camera was getting fixed but it was funny because i got my, my 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 buddy like now i have my camera and i shot their first um their first uh, project for their uh, for this album the newest one is called poet's tooth just came out like a couple days ago and um so what we agreed to, they were like, we only want you to do our music videos from now on. Like our chemistry is really great, and I agree, like we kind of have this like, we, have, we figured it all out. We take our time when we need to, and sometimes we have to rush, but even if we're rushing, it's not... Like the most stressful thing is never the most stressful thing, I think, for us. And we get, like even like the first, the first video that we did this year, like we took our time in Galveston and like had oysters. Oysters weren't that, they, they're not that good in, in Galveston. <laughs> careful with the oysters in Galveston, because you're not going to get quality oysters. But we still had a good time that we were like, okay, we have to redo this oyster experience with go to Clark's in Austin and oh, have Clark's that. Is and so was good like, Clark's Yes, to, like night and day. But <laughs> it comes to oysters. But anyways, yeah, so they sent me their album like way, way before we were going to even start creating. And I love when a band will send you music like, way ahead of time. Like, I hate when you get a, a song and they're like, hey, so we want a music video, and, like, you're like, when? They're like, in three weeks. And you're like, oh, cool. I have, like, three days to come, come up with an idea, idea and then all together. of a source it, and, you know, it's like that time management is never good. So with yeah. the Telenovela, they like, think they benefit the most by sending me something way in advance, even if it's, like, mixed and it's not mastered yet. Because then I get to, like, really listen and, like, let those songs sink in and um, just kind of listen to like what they have in mind too so like all of the songs in the album that they already w- chose we pretty much chose them together too Like they'd be like which ones do you think are the best for the mix like for the singles and I would give them my two cents but she you know Natalie had the at the end of the day Natalie was like these are the ones I love and I'm like great are those are the ones I love you know but, <laughs> That's um, good. yeah which is really cool and I think around like maybe the very beginning of like us coming up with our first music video I saw this photograph of Joan Crawford and and, in Johnny Guitar and I was like ooh whoa wait hold on time out what is this movie you know and I I do that a lot with like old I think most I, I, I derive like all of my inspiration from like old films for the most part like I'm constantly trying to dig for like the most rare you know weird gem from like Japan or something and then um and for this one I was like okay I've never seen this you know so I started watching it loved it and I thought oh Natalie might be the perfect person to play a Joan uh, Crawford but let's put that in the box like maybe we won't um like we're I don't even know if that's in the in our like trajectory of, of music videos you know we were focusing on the first one, and as we started moving along, that image just never, it just never left me. And at some point, um, as she starts deciding, hey, the funeral is the last one. So I was like, okay, well, I've been listening to the funeral. Um, you know, like, I'll keep listening to it and see, like, what comes up. And then I think I, I had this dream where she was like, po- Natalie was pointing a gun at me. And saying like the first, the beginning of the line, like the, you can't, uh, no, you can't beat me at my own game. And that was like, okay, that I didn't like, immediately, I remember going to like a baseball practice with Natalie and I was like, Natalie, like, this is part of the video. And she loved it. She was like, okay, amazing. I got her approval for that very first seed. And then I started listening to it again. And I was like, okay, well, she has this gun. I don't want, she's obviously not going to shoot it. I think she's going to like bring it down and then um, that, then after that I felt okay well there's a train in, in the lyric and I think that maybe that tells us that she's going to move towards a train maybe she like wants to like at this point it's like she's feeling so defeated that she's like ready to put her head on a train and wait for the train to hit her and then that was where I was at I was stuck there mm-hmm. and then um, I thought I guess because the jo- Johnny Guitar is about a competition between these two women, actually. It's not a love story. It's by a woman who wants to kill Joan Crawford. And she's, like, starting this whole dramatic drama around town, like, wanting to kill Joan Crawford. And Joan's like, we might as well be at my funeral, she says. And she says it, like, three times in the film, which I thought was wild, too. So I was like, okay, I'm on the right track, you know. Like, <laughs> But it's not about, like... I wanted to almost... I thought, I thought there was going to be a girl picking her up in the beginning. Um, but the song itself is actually I don't don't want to like say things I'm not allowed to say but the song itself is is more of a love song and it and I felt like maybe it's not appropriate to have um another girl in there like maybe it's actually like you know Natalie and Jason are partners and I thought that would probably be like a really beautiful experience to like have Jason just be like the hero in this Mm -hmm. and um also Jason's in the band too so he needs to be in it and I was like <laughs> he's not going he to be just be like playing guitar in the background you know like no he's equally as important so um, that I think we knew that she was going to pick or I wanted him to pick her up from the train track and then it was like as she like points the gun kind of like upwards as if like almost at him but just like kind of bringing up this problem of self-destruction and he puts it down and then LaVoy came in. <laughs> and, uh, no. So LaVoy and I met at the uh, Austin um, Cinematography Group, but we had, I was volunteering to lead, like, a workshop. And mm-hmm. I was, like, in the middle of writing my treatment. Um, I had that whole thing kind of already written out. I knew that there was, like, a Wes anderson sort of, like, black world with a... But I didn't really know if, like, I feel like you and I wrote more of it together afterwards. The
1: first thing you showed me was the Drone Crawford photo. And I was like, oh, this is sick. I love this. (laughs) It's like my dad is a Western guy. Like, that's the only thing on in the house ever. It's like (laughs) a West movie. So, like, I just grew up with that on all the time. So, anytime things go towards that, I'm like, cool. I'm into this. And then we, you had showed me, like, how the the, like, early treatment I think and yeah. it had like a couple of the things yeah and some references and then you were like yeah this that and the other and I'm like okay somehow I feel like Stray vista
4: yes I was like cool. you brought it up was yeah. like it was like it felt like I'm not sure if you guys have seen the little princess yeah. oh have you ever seen the little princess uh no. It's like a, I think it's Quadron or Inaro too was like one of his first films. But I remember these like two little girls are like they're in an orphan and they're talking about all the things that they love. They're like <laughs> we would like like they're like raspberries and chocolates and bananas and they're yeah, like yeah. saying all these things. I was
1: like Stray Vista, <laughs> Technocrane.
3: <laughs> she's like
1: amazing. Yeah, what is that stuff? I don't know what
0: those are, but <laughs> yeah. sure. We should yeah. totally do that. Yeah. yeah, I knew
4: I mean, technocrane I did know, but I was yeah. just like, Oh gosh, like yeah like a girl could only dream to have this like stuff like what you know like that's like I don't want I don't like asking for help ever you know so like for me it's like really hard to even ask for help to ask for like x ex- like incredible like transformer help I was just like oh, transformer. <laughs> so I was like wait Hold on, like, um, sure, this sounds amazing, but it's probably too good to be true, like.
1: Well, yeah, and I was like, well, just like, let's just go look. Let's go look at the stage. (laughs) We'll go to Stray Vista. We'll meet the guys. You've never been there, but like at the baseline, then you know what the place does and what the tech is, and yeah, maybe you'll use it down the line somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we'll shoot this thing in our backyard or something, you know? I
4: was ready. I was. I mean, there were so many funny things. Like, I there was a point in time where we we had train tracks. That we had to fabricate, and I was like, posting on Facebook. Did anyone know where any abandoned train tracks are, so I could like maybe <laughs> see? And then someone's like, Vanessa, those are like five hundred pounds each, and I was like, well, how do they do it in real movies? And someone's like, they take crazy machines and bring real train tracks and like lay them out. But that one, the, that when I found that, I was like, that's mm-hmm. a crazy loophole. Mm-hmm. Then I went two stepping like that night, and I met this amazing welder. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can make, I can fabricate like fake ones that are super light. And I was like, that's what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: they look so good. Yeah. I was also curious like, the transition from, I guess maybe still jumping ahead, but the transition from the tracks into, uh, the wall looks amazing. Like, yeah,
4: Thank it, you. I don't know.
0: I was, that was like one of my questions. I didn't know how the hell you guys. I, did that it looked amazing.
4: That was an illusion. We. <laughs> are
0: still...
1: It's all <laughs> an illusion.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I feel like that was that's my most self conscious part, but I love that you love it. So yeah, I. Yeah. No, it was I'm amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: No. An um, so
1: now tell us. It's the ma- ma- yeah, <laughs> the magic of Stray vista. I mean, honestly, yeah, those guys the there are are just yeah. amazing. And you know, we we took the concept in. We're like, okay, well. It's like in the desert in in the daytime, and then there's these train tracks, and then it's nighttime, and then there's some stuff that happens at night. We weren't even like totally sure yet, and there was like the yeah, fire. I think was I
4: think Barbie fire was the a Barbie
1: must. fire. Yeah, so, that was but, pretty cool. Yeah,
4: Barbie fire was a must. Natalie had requested the Barbie fire because she had she had just finished um, she had just finished Barbie, and she came back to visit or to like see me. Where I was t- I was going over like the initial blocking of like bringing it down, and I was kind of like getting things approved by her. And then she was like, "Well, we have to have a Barbie fire," and I was like, "A hundred percent." But in the beginning, it was too soon.
1: Yeah, it was earlier in the video originally. Yeah, it was like the, It verse. was like the
4: third act, and I was like, "I don't feel good about this." Like, there's not like a like, and I, I was t- I remember explaining to you like here's what the gun represents and mm-hmm. I want her to like go of the gun or like this gun has to like it's the funeral is, is about the funeral for the gun mm-hmm. in a way like that's where she's letting go of or letting go of her like destruction or just dist- like her her darkness and the, I think in a gun the gun represented that in, in, mm-hmm. in different ways and, um, and then that's when you were like oh what if it's a well and I was like mind-blowed like mm-hmm. yes it's a well <laughs> like oh my god that's exactly what it is and it's even crazier because telenovela has this reoccurring well theme so it was like super tied in and i was like oh how did you like you did you even know, you know that part know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then it became the well and we're like oh okay the well is the perfect transition and then in the well there's like a darkness that we can go into for a while before we come out the other side Um, Mm
1: -hmm. and then we put the fire at the end as like the rebirth of,
4: of everything.
1: everything. So, so then we, so we had the concept, we took it to Stray Vista and we're like, all right, there's this, that, and the other. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, we have this like desert scene that's free to use and you know you can manipulate anything and for anyone who doesn't know it's like you can literally manipulate every single piece every blade of grass every it's stick if, you know we actually did our, I don't know if
0: you guys saw but we actually did our last episode out there oh yeah and yeah 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 chatted yeah. with those guys and it was just like was, yeah so my, you guys know was, i just
1: my, for the listeners no no yeah, yeah. i'm just saying yeah, no, in 100%. general i'm
0: still blown away like that was my first time there and just seeing what ace um what what he can do and yeah, he can, yeah you every little asset you can move, light anything yeah. you want. You can throw up, you know, a twelve by or let you know, mm-hmm. it's like you can light with yeah. So
1: then we you know we were like, hey, what like what if the moon comes up? Mm-hmm. So cool. Right, like, but that would be cool. And then Ace is like, "Yeah, we can do that, no problem." Yeah, yeah.
4: it's like, so like cool. in
1: two seconds, like, whoop. yeah, we were because yeah. we were like, "Oh, we will have to hire an animator and like bring yeah. in this asset, this other thing." And Ace yeah. like, "I could just program the moon to rise." I
4: was so cool because like I was struggling so with no, yeah, them. Let's do that. I, I was like hoping it, it, I was trying to interview a bunch of my friends and like friends of friends to see if they could do the projections themselves. In the beginning, you know, like I was like, are we going to do it old school? Like, we can get like a projector. And I started kind of like realizing that no matter what, Stray Vista was the best option. Mm -hmm. Even with like, and had we actually like gone this crazy animator, do that and everything, it probably would have in the end been the same amount of like budgeting that we Mm
3: -hmm.
2: had. And you actually see see what's happening like it's it's not like green screen you the, the actor has to imagine what's what's happening in there oh, yeah. oh yeah it's like you no, actually totally see right. on camera what it's happening if you're
1: standing in there and the thing spins it will make you so oh, yeah. easy That's like great. it's very disorienting yeah, yeah. yeah. it's cool that to, to that they get to be in the dirt yeah you know at, yeah. it looks like night feels like night in there it's cool <laughs> was that your first time shooting out there First time shooting there, yeah. Cool. yeah. I've, had you shot
0: on LED walls and
1: whatever? Yeah, I used one in Phoenix. Um, I guess that was last year, end of last year, for a commercial, car commercial. But it was not as, as involved. We didn't do uh, tracking. It was yeah. just a curved wall, and we put the car in there. And it was cool because you could see out the side windows a little bit. Gotcha. So I could do, like, a super wide shot in the back seat and be able to, like, see... Buildings going by, yeah, right? Cool. Versus like, like speed. right versus like you know if you when we do it on TV shows usually they'll bring in like two panels mm-hmm. and then we have to shoot this direction and then we have to turn and shoot this direction right with the curved wall is cool because you can see a lot more you can yeah. be a lot more wider yeah. Yeah. so um, but yeah definitely not as complicated as what we did at Stray it was it was. There's we some, brought their first stone crane. That yeah,
4: part that's awesome. It. I know it was like it, I think it was cool seeing everyone kind of mutually benefit from the whole experience because like that's we cool. were able to bring things for a Stray Vista to learn from. We learned mm-hmm. from Stray Vista. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and I think it's. Uh it's a learning experience for whoever is involved even in g and because there are so many things that you can do to light a specific scene, right? Mm-hmm. In, in our department, you know, there's so many things mm-hmm. that you have to take care of and bring in front of the volume, because it's, it's not only the background that you're going to use, it's mm-hmm. like what your actor is going to be interacting with.
4: Totally, so. yeah. I mean, it does cut the uh, you know, from I was so happy because I was able to bring a production designer. But being a production desi- designer like myself in the past, like it is actually nicer because you don't have to worry about like so much. You're only focusing on what's tangible, like what people exactly. are touching mm-hmm. and everything for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were so meticulous in our process, like having to deliver dirt. That was our first like greens experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like having to find like cheap dirt, especially in the color that we wanted. Was like I was calling like so many general contractors and and Lockhart, being like, "Where can I find dirt? What's the cheapest? Who's getting rid of it?" And like finally we found somebody on Facebook Market that was getting rid of dirt for like two hundred bucks. Oh, wow! And then we found someone who was gonna pick up the dirt, which is even more of a miracle. I was like, "Wow! Like there's someone who's gonna pick it all up tomorrow, like or tonight, like that's insane." Oh, so we were really lucky with that. Yeah,
1: it was like wow six tons of dirt came in and then left the same day like yeah it was yeah like
4: wild the wild the most wildest wow, part the funniest wow. part was like when you and I were talking about it because you were like you're only gonna need like two tons and I was like mm, I want to go for five like just in case yeah
3: I'm sure <laughs> because like,
4: okay. yeah. I wanted extra like you know I think it was important to have like different levels you know not so, just yeah specific. totally yeah
1: I mean it, the shot of her feet like she's yeah like foot goes into the dirt. Yeah, yeah, is like, yeah. it looks really good.
0: Yeah, it's not yeah. just, she's walking on, you know, a quarter of an inch. Yeah. Of right, dirt. right. 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 Yeah. It
1: makes a difference.
4: It does. So, we so were like, you were yeah. right. But everyone was so sweet about it. Yeah. Like, I, I was shoveling some dirt in and, and out. And I was like, oh my God, the fact that there's like 10 people here doing the same thing is, so amazing oh, I brought a
1: shovel I was like I'm getting into this yeah, and then yeah. it's like I'm in the way yeah there's yeah. too many people yeah. working already I can't even be and a help that's
4: how I felt too I was like I guess I can focus on blocking oh yeah. my god like, oh, oh my god. god
1: this
0: is super I can, nice I can, I can, what? I can. Yeah. just do my job now
4: it was so I wanted to cry just, every time I saw them I would just be like wow my heart hurts so much this is so sweet so I told the mom like I will be shoveling whatever you guys want <laughs> From now a you have a free pass. So I can come to your house, shovel snow. What if we do get the snow, you know? In <laughs> yeah. garden. Like, you, I got you at least one time this year, you know? That's
1: awesome. <laughs> I definitely offered to watch Joe's kids.
4: Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> crane, like
1: techno crane operator. I was like, if you need a babysitter, I'll come <laughs> hey, over. Man, like, I got you. you I you know? got you.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. I'll take That's care of awesome. his kids, too. I have a little bit of babysitting experience now, Oh, I didn't. So, yeah.
1: Are you available this weekend?
4: Oh, no, no problem.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, scratch that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: cool. that's awesome. Well, shout out to
1: people at Stray Beast. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh my God. Those special thank
4: you to yeah. all of you guys. Yeah, they saved the day. Uh,
0: who, who ended up
1: uh, gaffing that for you? Uh, Scott Creemans okay. came out to gaff. So okay. Cool. Which is like, oh, he's barely a gaffer. He's like, has been transitioning to shooting more and I mean but he's like the commercial guy in town you know Mm -hmm. if you're if you're on a fairly sizable commercial it's probably Scott it's like Scott or one other guy usually Mm -hmm. Um, and he's just so knowledgeable and, and easy to work with and him and I have a great relationship and so it's like Awesome. Hey, I want to do this thing, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, we could do it like this, or like that, or like, or maybe there's this other way." I'm like, "Yeah, let's try that." <laughs> and so, like, you know, he's just always down to experiment and try new things, and it's for yes, like, fun. Was super cool. Yeah, that's awesome.
4: They're all really cool.
1: Yeah, we had a great crew. Yeah, everyone was amazing. We
4: brought in like I, I say it I kept saying it, but I really mean it. Like all, uh, I would say like the Avengers or like the Transformers. <laughs> and, like,
0: yeah. was, like, <laughs> they were pros. the best of the best. Yeah, was I amazing. Just, like, turned
4: around even just like in the morning when I just saw Ace like assessing everything, and I'm like, "You're part of the Avengers too!" <laughs> like, <laughs> it was so great.
0: Um, yeah, I guess we always. Wrap up with, uh, I guess, a nomination. If you guys have anyone else that you want um, to come on, or a recommendation, or a project that you saw um, that mm-hmm. you thought was great, and um, yeah, a recommendation to have us have them on the podcast. They yeah, can be a director,
2: producer, photographer.
1: Uh, you know, I should have Peter Simonite on. He's got two movies coming out. That are like doing the festival circuit right now. It's a local cinematographer. Cool. One's all black and white. It's called like Day of the Fight. Mm. Okay. looks amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Cool. Uh, And then the other one was, it's called like Firebread Face and Me. And I think that was a bunch of, it was uh, several people from Austin went to New Mexico to do the Mm. feature. Cool. So I'm sure he'd be interested in chatting about it. Nice.
4: Nice. I would uh, nominate uh, Ivy Chew. Uh, DP and director they just um, finished directing their first music video which I was really stoked about but cool. also have, like have worked on a ton of cool features as a DP in commercials um, they're like one of the only um, female like cinematographers in Austin that I actually kind of know of wow. uh, for the most part I'm trying to think of a few there's Bex and then Bex is great too actually I would nominate Bex too but yeah. um, yeah, I mean, there's Beck that,
1: shot that video, right? So Yeah, Beck you shot could the bring, video you could, for them. You could so
4: actually, you should do one with Two birds,
1: one stone there, there yeah. That'd
4: be, yeah. That'd be amazing. It'd be um, great. Hannah Varnell also. Uh, That's
1: who introduced us, you who know that,
4: introduced right? us, yeah. I know, And I was going to say, that was my second nomination. She's a great <laughs> um, director and went from DP to directing. Wow. So, yeah, those three I would definitely bring up. Mm-hmm. Sweet, great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank well,
0: you. Check those guys out. Well you guys thank you so much for coming out. I appreciate it. And thanks, thanks
1: for guys. Powering through all the things. Yeah, thank it was you guys. Fun. It's been
0: awesome. Super thank fun. You
4: yeah,
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs>